Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Trent Young. I'm here with my good friend, Alan Small, and we are doing a podcast to help churches and those in ministry in those churches to endure. We want you to last a long time. We want you to not only last, but we want you to enjoy lasting in ministry and following what God has called you to do. And so, Alan, we have been in a series now of um, talking about different personalities and traits of pastors, some positive, some negative. And so we, um, you know, we tried to give some balance to that. And so what are we going to be talking about? What type of pastor are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, plateaued pastor. You know, I think uh, sometimes a pastor may go in with an agenda, may go in with a personality that's insecure, overconfident. But I don't think anyone hardly goes into a pastor planning to plateau. But what we mean by a plateau is, you know, if you we grew up in West Texas, Trent and I went to college in West Texas. We've seen plenty of plateaus. You know, yes. you got these really steep inclines and you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing, and then you get to a flat area. And in some cases, they can be flat for a long, long, long ways, and they don't go up anymore. And you don't want a ministry that doesn't keep rising. We, we don't want to kind of flatline um, in our ministry. But sadly, a lot of pastors kind of, kind of get there, and it just becomes the same old, same old all the time. Yeah, Alan, I, uh, I did college ministry in Amarillo, and I used to take uh, groups of college kids out to the canyon outside of Canyon, Texas, and outside of Amarillo. And you, yeah, we would start at the bottom, right? And we'd find these caves and we would climb and shimmy through these caves and up the sides to get to the top. But then it was, like you said, it was just flat up there. And I, I think that's that happens to a lot of pastors. They work so hard, but then they get to a, a flat place and there's no more challenge. So we want to talk about that today. What does that mean for you, not only personally, but also for your church and the ministry that you direct. How does that affect you? Yeah, and this is one that on occasion, on occasion, now we want to encourage you to, to stay in your church, endure in your church. But on occasion, this is sometimes the time that you know it is time to leave or it's time to, to move on um, because maybe you can't, you're in a, in a place where you just can't grow in ministry anymore um, but we certainly hope that's the exception and, and not the rule but how do we keep from getting to a place well i think it begins easily enough when we kind of don't really have a vision anymore or that vision becomes unclear yeah if you've you know you work so hard or you pray hopefully i really hope you pray a lot to find god's vision for the ministry that you're in um, but maybe you get to the point where you're five or seven years into the ministry and you feel like you've accomplished some things and then you're like, okay, so what's next? I think that goes with this idea of unclear vision is the what's next thing. And uh, if you're not sure, if you've not gone back to that principle of praying and seeking God, then you're going to be unclear and you and that's going to communicate to your church too yeah you know that old line where there's no vision people perish uh, you know where there's no vision you perish too you you perish you perish with them you know, no one wants wants to be that person and we all have dry seasons in vision the best visionaries in the world don't have 
a constant sense of vision. Um, sometimes you have to, to rely on, on the vision you had um, and you have to kind of go through a dark time to get to a new vision. But whenever you stop taking time to dream a dream, um, you're, you're in trouble. There should always be a dream in your heart. And whether that's you become cynical or whatever, you've got to avoid that and you've got to be willing um, to dream a dream. But you stop dreaming dreams when you feel like you've, you've done everything you can do. Right, Trent? Right. And if you go back to last week's podcast, you'll you'll hear about the agenda driven pastor. And that person is all focused on the projects, the, the buildings, the programs. And, and so when you OK, when you finish that building, OK, well, I'm done. Um, or you've gotten that project or that ministry up and going, it's like, okay, again, it's what's next. Uh, and so if you get to that point where you're feeling you've done all you can do there, then then that begins to cause you to question, you know, why am I here? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a great word because you, you can get to that place. You can just get to that place and say, there's nothing else to do. But again, you're putting your emphasis on, the things and not the people and there's there's people around you who are you missed who have you missed just ask that question who have i missed how can we reach the the people we have missed and you want to find those that you've missed you know we were talking with a group uh, about a church planting possibility um, in our area and so I asked one of the pastors of, an, of, an, of a church that would have been closest in proximity to where we're looking at. I said, well, who are we missing? Who, who is your church not, not hitting? Because that becomes the, the basis for the dream. That becomes a, a group of people that are, are overlooked or, or not ministered to. And it gives us a framework for which we can build around. And so that's, a, that's a, just a, a good place to begin is, is look at the people and who you're missing. Trent, um, I think sometimes we, we all go through a time where you've just been tired, you've worked hard, you, you get get to that place, and once you get there, you just want to take a break from everything you've done, and all of a sudden you you wake up one day and you say, man, I've got lazy habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, and those are, especially over time, um, it's easy to get into those habits, right? Um, it They don't just happen in a short time, they, they creep in slowly. Um, and may, we're going to want to talk about tiredness as well. And maybe you haven't, you, I find myself, Alan, I find myself justifying some things like lazy habits when I feel like I haven't gotten the break or the vacation that I deserve. Um, and so I, well, I, by golly, I deserve to, you know, take it easy for a while. And, and there's all kinds of lazy habits that, that can kind of show up, right? So tell us about some of those. Well, I think sometimes, you know, it's our, I think it begins with our Bible study, our personal, our personal spiritual growth and development. I know um, there have been times in my ministry where I've been too lazy there, you know, that I haven't been doing what I've needed to do there. Um, I think that's an easy place for us to begin. It's probably the first place where I, I'd say our laziness begin can begin to show up. I think we lose a passion for going, or whether it's a conference or something else, we lose a passion for learning more about ministry and learning what's going on um, in the world of ministry. And so maybe it's it's something like that. Trent, what else can you think of? 
Well, I, I wanted to add to the not reading part. Um, if you find yourself where you're, you know, going to the internet for, um, you know, sermons all the time, or you're, um, you, you know, just taking someone else's sermon and using it, uh, then what's, yeah, what's, what's God teaching you? Um, what is, because God always has something to say to your church, um, not just you regurgitating something that you heard from someone else's church. Um, so I think that's really important. And that should be a, a light bulb should go off if that's your habit, if that lazy habit is happening, then what's going on? Um, Alan mentioned conferences, and, and I think that's something that's important to get away. Dana and I, we kind of try to make it a habit to go to marriage retreats. Uh, to work on our marriage. Um, sometimes we teach at marriage retreats, but sometimes we just go so we can be filled up ourselves. And conferences can be the same thing for pastors and ministers. Um, you need to go and be filled up again um, and so that you can learn something new. And then uh, lastly in that, one of the things we wrote down, and I got to, I was telling Alan before that I got to do this yesterday, is Sometimes you get lazy and don't have a mentor that you're meeting with. Uh, you don't have somebody that you're learning from so you can grow. But I, I got to do meet with a mentor yesterday, and that, that was so refreshing. Yeah, that is really helpful. You know, we are in a, in a season here in, in our area where we're actually meeting with a, a company that's kind of in a almost a paid mentorship role um, to us to help us redesign our association. But it's... It's been a wonderful um, experience and an important experience. And we haven't had that in a while. And so I was getting all excited because it starts back up in February and I've, I've kind of missed that. So those are, those are good things, but it's good to help someone help you reframe to see things in a new light. And sometimes when someone helps you, it just kind of goes back. It clicks that vision back on, you know, the off switch has been there and then that turns that on switch uh, back on. And you mentioned being tired. Trent, I, I do think uh, pastors can be the worst at taking their vacation. I mean, we, we really can't have this sense of, well, if I go, everything falls apart. You know, uh, you, you cannot afford not to go. I mean, you really, you, you really can't. And it's an injustice to your church. They need to hear an, from an occasional other voice besides yours anyway. And you need, you need to make sure that some other voices are getting into your into your pulpits to share and to to you know just basically show everyone hey this is not the only person saying these things um, yeah it, it really does help keep you fresher in your church it will help keep you from plateauing too and you think man but what if they like them better than me man you're the one that spends day-to-day -day life with them right um they love you and and don't don't ever be afraid to get someone in there who will challenge you to be better uh, but someone who will also challenge your people to be better. Um, and the same the same's true, uh, you know, someone may do it a lot worse than you. Uh, don't be afraid to, to be a training ground um, for someone else who's new in ministry. Your church will appreciate the fact that, that you are, are help, helping someone else grow in their ministry. So take, take your vacation. Uh, get away um, when it's time to get away so you won't won't be so tired. Trent, what are some other things that people will do maybe when they're kind of plateaued in ministry? 
Well, and I was, as you were talking about this and taking vacations, it made me realize that this can be uh, a tendency of an insecure pastor. You know, we want you to go back and hopefully listen to this whole series of different personalities we've been talking about pastors, but um, not taking vacations and, and a longer term of that, which not all churches and especially by vocational pastors can't necessarily do this, but if possible to take an extended period of time in a sabbatical. Um, and that's to go not only take time away, but also to go and to learn something new, May, maybe sharpen the, the saw a little bit in an area that you want to grow in that you're planning toward. Uh, I think those are both really important. And Alan, you were mentioning about having someone else come in and speak. And um, sometimes a, a person that you invite to come in and speak while you take some vacation time, they can say the same things that you've been saying, or sometimes they can say the things that you're afraid to say, um, and they they can help the church move forward in that. So I think that's really important. Uh, another part is avoiding challenges. Sometimes as if we're plateaued, we will avoid some challenges. We should be jumping on, right? Yeah, I think that's a really big struggle when you're, when you're plateaued. And, and kind of, let me kind of explain that from a, a personal example. Um, a couple of years into my ministry, one of my ministries, I had a former pastor come to me and apologize. I had dealt with something and it, that had been really painful and a, a struggle. And he just came to me and apologized and said, you know, that's something I should have taken care of um, for you. you. You never should have had to, had to deal with that. And I remember going through last year and, and trying to identify, are there some challenges that I've left undone? Is there anything I need to, one, make the next person aware of or, or anything like that? And I actually tried to do a couple of those. And, and um, fortunately, one of those they're voting on um, this, this month, actually. Um, to to uh, create a new alliance with someone that will be beneficial to them, and I'm grateful that all of that all of that worked out. But it it actually became because um, of an experience that I had. had. I didn't want to I didn't want to leave it that way, and so I'm grateful for that. And I think it's what happens. So when you're plateaued, you look at the challenge and you think, ah. I don't want to put the time or energy or effort into this conflict or into this issue. I'll just pass that on to the next guy. He'll come in and he'll take care of it. And what you've done is, is that you've just made that process 10 times harder for the next person. Yeah. And a lot of times that is related to a person in the church and maybe, um, you know, a person who is trying to seize control or, or just always stirring the pot, whatever. Uh, and if you avoid that challenge and avoid that crucial conversation that we like to call, then that allows that person just to get more and more entrenched in the church and it gets harder for the next guy to deal with. Um, and it's more painful, uh, can break up the church even. So it, it's a real problem. Yeah, I think plateaued pastors almost always avoid the challenges um, that, are, that are in front of them. You, Trent, have you ever had a car um, that didn't have the cruise control or it didn't work or had it and it didn't work or anything like that? Yeah, I had a lot of lemons when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember, I still remember when cruise control kind of came out. People were adding that into their cars and 
mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it sure did make a long drive easy, didn't it? Because you oh, didn't yeah. have to worry about didn't have to worry about stuff. And I think that that sometimes pastors, especially as they get close to retirement, and I've talked to a lot of retired pastors. Um, some of them said, you know what? I coasted. I, I put it on cruise control the last two or three years. Um, and I wish I hadn't. I've heard some pastors say, man, I just didn't want to be that guy. So I tried to do everything I could do to avoid being that guy. Or I've even talked to a couple said, I went ahead and retired early and took a secondary role in ministry. So I didn't do that. But I think um, the older we get, you know, and the closer we get to being in that season of life, I can see how tempting and how easy that would be um, to put ministry on, on cruise control. But a cruise control ministry is a plateaued. That's the plateaued, easy, easy track ministry. Well, and so we need to be reminded that ministry is all about people, right? And so there are new people hopefully coming into your church uh, and they need to get the best. They don't need to get the, well, here you go. I'm just cruising through this, uh, give you my leftovers. They need the full course, right? They don't need the leftovers. They need the the good stuff. And when you're getting close to retirement, that's the, the challenge is to look around your church and say, okay, I'm getting ready to retire and pull out, but this church needs to go further and higher and better. How can I help to set that up to where they are able to do that? And sometimes that means redoubling your effort, giving more than you have in quite a long time so that the church, the people that are there do more and go further. That's right. That's exactly what we're talking about with this. The closer you get, you have to start thinking legacy. What what is your legacy? If you go if you go on cruise control, you 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 basically kind of tank your legacy um, because there's going to come in and the next person's just got to clean everything up. They've got to get a they've got to get a uh, an unmoving church moving again, and that can be really hard. In fact, we we have the whole term now. I mean, everything today is about church revitalization. And so many of those churches at some point in time had someone who put it on cruise control and they stopped moving forward. And we don't want to see that happen to you. That's why we do the Enduring Churches podcast is to help you endure, not not just for a while, but all the way to the end um, of, of your ministry. And we want to see you and your ministry endure. So you don't want to be that that plateaued person. Right. And you certainly don't want to be that guy who has is on cruise control for so long that the church begins to say, I sure wish they would leave. You know, that talk about a horrible way to end a relationship and a leadership place is to get to the point where everybody's like, okay, he's been gone for some time, but he still shows up. Um, you know, that's that's a problem. And and so you are not only killing relationship, but you're killing the church as well. And Alan and I, we're right now, we're in the role of trying to pick up the pieces in some of those places and, and revitalize and get them to go move forward. So we want to say, keep after it, keep after it, keep after it. Don't give up. And I might add, I, I mean, I, I'm blessed. I know you're blessed too. We've got some guys who are retired who still have a huge fire um, in, in, in their belly for, for ministry of I've got I've got some guys that are serving into their 70s and 80s, and they are serving magnificently. And um, I love it. I love 
what, what, what they're doing. So it doesn't have to be you. Keep, keep that fire in your heart burning and keep the possibilities open for what God might have you do. And he can give you a fresh vision um, for, for what's in front of you. Oh, yes. Good word. So, Alan, we've, we've been talking, we've talked through four different types of pastures, the insecure, ego-driven, agenda-driven, and now the plateaued pasture. Um, we've got a couple more that we'll bring to you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we want you to have the opportunity to add to some things that we've talked about. Maybe you think of a question or you've seen one of these and you want to ha- ask a question about that. So, Alan, how can they connect with us so that we can talk with them? Yeah, through email, you can reach us at alan at enduringchurches.consulting or trent at enduringchurches.consulting, our Facebook page at Enduring Churches, our website at enduringchurches.com. You can also um, leave comments here um, in our in our podcast. We'd love to re- read your comments through there. Um, if if this has been helpful to you, you don't necessarily have anything to add, but would you do something for us? Would you share it with someone? Um, let them know about the Enduring Churches podcast and how it's been a help to you. And uh, the best way you can do that, again, is just pass that on to someone else. But we are so grateful uh, that you take time to join us and that you take time to walk alongside us. You make us better, and we are grateful for you. And we're here to help you and your church endure. So Trent, do you have any final goodbyes for folks today? No, you know, here we are well into 2022. Ah, It's hard to say, but we want you to do well, not just endure, but to do well. And so if we can do anything, please contact us and please know we are pushing and challenging and cheering you on. All righty. Well, I guess that wraps it up for today. And we look forward to catching you back next time on the Enduring Churches podcast when we're going to talk to you about the embattled pastor. You probably know someone who has been been that pastor in your life. So we'll look forward to talking with you next week.